welcome to the Whiskey and Woe Podcast. Welcome back to the Whiskey and Woe Podcast. We are into July as our recording, and we are looking back at new releases for the summer months. I'm Ben, with me as always is David. How you doing out there this morning, David? Doing all right. All right, so today we are going to look at the latest Hellbound Glory album. Pure Scum came out on the 5th of June, 2020. Has a great runtime of 29 minutes and 24 seconds. So yeah, it's a real fast album. (laughs) Yeah, um, it actually, you know, it didn't feel that short. But, you know, I I can appreciate a a sub-30 minute runtime. I guess my sweet spot's between 30 and 45 minutes. Anyway... Um, we weren't able to find out who all the players are. Of course, Shellbound Glory, so that means it's Leroy Virgil. Uh, he's the primary singer. Well, he is the singer and songwriter, and he does play guitar on the album as well. This was produced by Shooter Jennings uh, for BCR Los Angeles, and some of the musicians on it are going to be familiar if you are used to hearing Shooter Jennings' name. Uh, they are lead guitar player John Schreffler, Ted Russell Camp on bass, and Aubrey Richmond on fiddle. Oh, and, and Schreffler also played steel guitar on this. And you said you had found something where you said it was a concept album. Oh, yeah. said it's sort of a concept album about the day in the life of a degenerate gambler living in Reno. Yeah, which is apparently where Leroy lives now. Um, and, you know, I read, I think on SavingCountryMusic.com, that this was a love letter to Reno. Um... And I didn't catch that this was all about the same dude throughout all of this. But, okay, I guess it could be. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch it either at first. But, yeah, after going back, after hearing that and thinking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you can yeah, almost totally. kind of see the progression of the songs and the story he's telling, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can definitely see a... Um, now I'm going to have to go back and give it another listen just to, after hearing that, just to see, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, looking at the layout of the tracks, the way it was sequenced, it does kind of kind of make sense, especially looking at the last three tra- tracks that um, close it out. But anyway, so what do you think, man? Um, well, this we started listening to this album when it first came out, right? Yeah, no, and then and then life happened. We didn't get to record for a few weeks, and. I'm actually glad we didn't, because the first couple of times I listened to the album, by the time I was done with it, I was just like, eh, I'm ready to listen to something else, you know? And the only track that really stood out to me was Someone to Use. But over the last over the last couple of weeks, the songs have been popping up in my shuffle, and hearing each song individually, I like them all. I just don't, for some reason, I just don't like listening to the album as a whole. And I've said that before about, you know, Jason Isbell albums. Southeastern's one, a great example of that, where I don't, I get bored listening to the whole album as a whole, but each song individually, I love them all. And, you know, I don't know. After after hearing the songs in in Shuffle, uh, Someone to Use, Damned Angel, Neon Leon, I mean, there's some great stuff on here. Yeah, I wonder if it's just because it is such a concept album, if there's too much sameness. Because um, I kind of felt the same way, and I haven't listened to them on shuffle or anything, but I found taking the entire album in at one time, even though it is really quick, 
I didn't really enjoy that much. But there are some tracks that I think stand out. And, of course, the, the musicianship is great. The lyric writing is great. Leroy is a great lyric writer. Um, yeah, I don't, there's nobody better when it comes to writing lyrics about these just terribly broken characters, you know? Just right. damaged damaged and broken characters. Just, I don't know. He, he's just so good at writing those kind of lyrics. No, he really is. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean... Uh, you're going to find really good lyrical pl- uh, flourishes on every song. But I'm kind of with you in that I don't know that as an album altogether, I liked it that much. I do think that I will pull the the strong tracks off and listen to those individually, though. And I think there are quite a, some good songs on here. Yeah, I mean, the album's going to stay on my playlist for when, I, when I'm shuffling stuff. Because like I said, when any track on it pops up in the shuffle, I like it. I just, but I'm not going to go back and listen to the album as a whole. Well, yeah. I take that back. I'm going to listen to the album as a whole one more time with, with the mindset that it's a concept album and see what I think about it then. Sure, sure. <laughs> see if that changes anything. Yeah, yeah, because I, uh, yeah, I would have had a much different review of this album if we had reviewed <laughs> it when we first listened to it. Yeah. I, that, and that's one of the dangers of, of doing new music reviews is to get enough listens to it and give it enough time to to really kind of set. Um, but I digress. So let's go ahead and start talking about some of the, the tracks since I think we're going to be in agreement on some of them. You mentioned Someone to Use, and I think that's one of my favorite tracks on the album, Bar 9. Yeah, um, I easy, think easily my favorite. Ragged But All Right, I think, is a great album opener. Yeah. Uh, I also, Neon Leon, at first I didn't care much for it, but as I've listened to it more, I, that's grown on me. Yeah, uh, I was the same way about that one. At first, I, I, I love the way his voice sounds on it, mm-hmm. because I, I, I love that, uh, that distortion or vocal fry, they call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, he's He's got one of the best vocal fries in the business, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, definitely on the uh, country <laughs> rock side of things, for sure. I mean, there's some dudes who are doing it all the time in metal who might be better, but... <laughs> that's, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> um, Damned Angel, I really like, which that was the first track I heard because he released a video for it, and I saw that. Hank Williams' Lifestyle, what's not to like about that one? Right. There is, yeah, there's there's one song that I went the other way on, though, because the first time I heard UI or Die, I liked it, but every subsequent time I listened to it, I didn't like it as much. So that's weird. Yeah, but. that's probably the one track on the album that I don't really like. Um, yeah. Dial nine one one was another one that the more I heard it, the more I liked it. Yeah. So yeah, man, this is. I mean, he delivers on what he said he wanted it to be. I mean, the the title "Pure Scum" and about it, you know, what you said about it being about a degenerate gambler or his thing about it being a a love letter to Reno. I kind of get. Um, and you're right. His, his ability to write about these kind of characters who are who are broken, who are, you know, in some ways it's like we were talking about when we did Jamie Wyatt's Neon Cross. That I don't know that Leroy has quite the quote-unquote outlawed bona fides that she did, but his ability to write about those kind of characters, you know, kind of goes back to Guy Clark and Towns Van Zandt, really. Yeah, I, yeah, just, it's, especially if he, if he doesn't have the yeah. uh, 
experience in it. But I mean, you can pick any track off of this, and we probably know somebody that we can relate to one of these songs. Without a doubt. You know, so so that that's one way to look at it, especially with him living in Reno for as long as he has. I'm sure he knows some of these people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of interesting. He's apparently from Aberdeen, Washington. And then yeah. Moved down to, you know, huh. Which uh, one of their older albums had a song on it called "Streets of Aberdeen." It was a really great song. Yeah. Well, I don't know what much else there is to say about it. I guess let's grade it. Yeah, I mean it's uh, with it being a band we've already talked about. It's mm-hmm. a quick review. Yeah. Well, especially since we couldn't find out any more information than we did. Because, I mean, the, whoever played drums on this did a really good job, but I couldn't find them listed anywhere. So, you know, if you know, yeah. hit us up. And, but. Um, I think I'm going to give this a solid B. Because I do think that it's a really good album. I'm like you, as I don't know, or. I think, let me rephrase that, because I don't think it's a really good album. I think it's a good album with some really good songs, but there's just something about the entire package that doesn't make it that enjoyable of a listen as an album. But if I pull these songs off for playlists, it's going to make me a lot happier. And I think that there's at least half the album, maybe more, uh, of the 10 tracks that I'm going to pull off. And that's another thing. It's less than 30 minutes long and has 10 tracks. So it goes by really quick as an, on an individual song level. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those weird things where the songwriting is really good. The playing is really good. Some of the songs are very good, but there's just something about it all together that doesn't work. Yep. I'm right there with you. Solid B. I think it's a, like I said, when I hear all the songs individually in my shuffle, there's a lot of really good songs on here, but for some reason, just listening to them all back to back, it just didn't, it, it, I just wanted to go listen to something else. I mean, it wasn't bad. I didn't want to turn it off, but, right. but I, you know, by, by the end of it, I didn't want to start it over. Yeah. And it's so short that, I mean, you know, fuck, you can listen to this while doing your laundry or washing dishes or something and, and almost be done. So... Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say give it a listen because I think you're going to find, I mean, maybe it is that the, there's just, if, since this is a concept album of the day in the life of a terrible person, that there's just not enough difference from track to track, and that's what it is. I don't know what it is, but I think you'll find songs on here that you'll like and that you'll spend a, want to spend a lot of time with. Yeah. I would be, I'd be kind of curious too to know. People who have have no experience with Hellbound Glory, what they thought of it, and people who've been listening mm-hmm. to Hellbound Glory for a long time, because, you know, all the Hellbound Glory albums are kind of, they kind of have a shtick when it comes to what the songs are and what they're about and all that. So, could it be that I've been listening to them for ten years and I've kind of, kind of been like, eh, okay, that's Hellbound Glory, or, I think that might be part of it, honestly. You know? Because I don't think that there's anything new here. Uh, as a matter of fact, if if anything, I think it's too. Um, I think it's too centralized. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, in some of the other Hellbound Glory, yeah, he would be singing. The themes would be the same, but they wouldn't all feel 
like it was there'd be some variation in there to where you might feel like it was the the loser in the little ass county that we came from as opposed to what is a bigger city i don't know maybe it's it's that there was more variety in where it felt that the locations were i don't know yeah yeah i don't know that's a curious thought i I know uh was it was it after pinball or before pinball there was one point where uh the Roy virgil tried to uh break up hellbound glory and quit quit doing the hellbound glory stuff and uh i think he put out one cd under his own name with more serious songs Mm -hmm. and i wonder if uh Fans were just like, no, we want more of this Hellbound Glory stuff. Or what, you know? Could be. <clears throat> no, no. But I also saw him saying in an interview that this was probably his favorite album that, that he had done. <laughs> but I think every artist says that every time they put out an album. <laughs> That's so. about to say. I have never heard, heard an album. <laughs> I've heard them say that afterward. But I've never... Actually, I guess that's that's wrong. Because I know after, and I didn't know this at the time, of course, but, and looking back, I know that in interviews around the time that it came out, Kerry King hated um, South of Heaven. So, (laughs) okay. But that's because she didn't write anything on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, guy like him is going to hate it if he doesn't write it. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is too slow, and I didn't write anything because my head wasn't in the right space. It's like, okay, dude, I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, definitely worth checking out anyway. I think that, if, like David said, if you are a fan of Hellbound Glory, um, you're going to find stuff on here that you like. And if you're just a fan of songs about gamblers and drunks and, you know, fast women, I think you're going to find stuff on here that say, you yeah. like, too. Loose slots and loose women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't, if you had, but to David's point, if you have been listening for a while, let us know what you think. Or if you've never listened to Hellbound Glory before, check this out and let us know what you think. And it would be interesting to see if that does play a role in it. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>